First thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngin's dream of growing up to ride on a freight train leaving town not knowing where I'm bound and no one could change my mind but mama tried one and only rebel child from a family meek and mild my mama seemed to know what lay in store spite of all my Sunday learning towards the bad I kept on turning till mama couldn't hold me anymore I turned 21 in prison doing life without parole. I took a few weeks off because you know I was kind of like burnt out and getting too deep into this uh, this whole zone. But yeah, so so today we have a, a really good old friend of mine, and he's going to be doing this regularly with us. And it's really funny how we sort of like reconnected through sort of like a similar interest in what had been going on. And we also have um, some new music and a subscription service thing to physical ephemera and like merchandise and shit. So we've got like T-shirts and a bunch of like weird drip and like whatever just kind of you know just kind of like trying these things out but yeah so basically we've got my old friend here sam rubber widow uh say hello hey what's up hey what's up um yeah no i'm so excited to be a part of this and uh this is really like my first yeah this is uh this is my first experience with any kind of recording like this um i don't really know where to begin I've well he's forever. a he's a flaneur and he's a connoisseur of the arts and literature and film and yeah. he's you know he's basically he's a he's a very he's a very badass person he's one of my best friends in the whole world i love the guy to death and so it's it's just good because we've had a lot of like shared experiences together I've, and, we've known each other like I I don't know I, you're easily one of my oldest friends like my most cherished friendships um, we've known each other since we were 18 and yeah, we're also and, very very gay so yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and like we met at school and we're kind of like I mean I remember just running into you in the dorm rooms and then we just had a bunch of it just turned out that we had a bunch of like really shared interests i think one of the biggest things that brought us together though was like our contempt for art school and <laughs> uh everyone else for the most part yeah. so, we met like, we met at art school and we were persona non grata there you know <laughs> it was like a total we both got in a lot of trouble from a very young age. I think, you know, when we were both 18 years old, I guess you would say it's like a, it's like a prestigious art school. And like you were in the film department. I was, a, I was, yeah. a, I was an art major and yeah. like none of it, none of it really registered to me. I just saw all of no. it as like, what are you people doing? How is, how are these institutions able to like operate on this scaling level that just like, you know, it didn't make a lot of sense to me, you know, and I was just kind of like, well, this is bullshit. All these people are bullshit. Like I went to I went to like public high school with like 6000 kids. 
I knew from a very young age in like the cosmological scheme of life, most everybody else, if not everybody else, is just my existence is almost like completely worthless, you know? Yeah. And, yeah, and so yeah. like, I don't understand this whole idea all of the essential characteristics of already, what's already been laid out. It's like there's a fucking house and a building, and you're just you're, you're merely walking into the building. Like the context is already there for all of this stuff, and so somehow you think you're changing yeah. the environment when you're not breaking from the sort of from the from this basic like stucco piece of shit that you somehow have like fabricated in your mind and have built into something that isn't really what it is. It was, it was, uh, for me immediately. I mean, I, I think before arriving at, at that school, I, I, I didn't really want to be there. I felt like my identity was elsewhere. I didn't want to be recognized. I didn't identify with anybody there. And I, immediately kind of rebelled against anything everything um but a large a large part of it was like i i had such contempt for like the holier than thou kind of like attitudes of everybody who i'd met at that school and the superiority the pseudo superiority of all these kids nobody had any interest in there's no joy there and I think like you were one of the few people who actually admitted to experiencing joy through the art you wanted to create. And like, I don't know, like there, there, there was nothing there to me that was, nobody was interested in the same stuff that I was interested in for the most part, except for you. And no one really wanted to admit that they liked what they liked. And everyone was just, everyone was just such pussies like <laughs> like I, I i just i, I just oh yeah like totally I, that yeah, was yeah. the big part of it yeah. but like i felt like uh that i wanted to like really wanted to to troll people there because i mean part of it was my own insecurities at the time but like i fucking i hated the like just fey art school shit i i didn't i mean all i wanted to do is read and watch films but like i i didn't like the posturing that came with it. I didn't like the, the way that people kind of, you know, I didn't like the, I don't know if I wanted the Michael Parks of the world. And like, I just, I just wanted, I wanted to like make stuff that I was interested in and I wanted to tell stories that I was interested in and I saw none of it there. And I well, that's the like, thing is because, and this is the issue with contemporary art is that, you know, like most other things, it is subject to this kind of like post-historical view of situation we're in. In order to like create art nowadays, it basically has to eschew some sort of narrative structure or narrative arc. Because it's weird because like at, at school, like where we met, actually where I found out about Deleuze and like Bataille and like a bunch of people who like had a really, really big fucking impact on me. And that was like actually what stuck with me was actually the stuff that I, I learned in critical theory. This one critical theory class and like there was a bunch of whack shit, too. And, you know, it's it's interesting because the gift of death and the death penalty series, like I thought that stuff is like totally fucking brilliant. But uh, but here, but what I will say though is like when you're at a school like that, like 
my, the thing that I think makes us both, we have both in common is we have this interest. We come from like low places and high places kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like I have, like I have a real interest in like accessing like the low through the high and vice versa, you know? And I, and personally, like that's the best art to me is things that can sort of like, they can scale on, on both of these, on both of these levels. Like, and I, and I don't think people have a real appreciation for that anymore. And it's just kind of like, well, that's like transcendental cringe, you know, like yeah. that. And yeah. I think that's why people don't understand that. Like a lot of these, like the memetics of today are coming at you from this completely different angle that is very much in line with like jouissance, you know what I mean? Like in sort of like this trickster mentality, like the high, like how can you access these kind of like divine places if you're not willing to go to these, if you're not willing to experience and take in everything that has to do with like art in general? Like that's why, you know, that's why we like fucking the movies we like and we like all the shitty stuff that we like. And it's not shitty. It's just like, you know, it's... I mean, I really like I there. I wanted to when I was there, like I wanted to make films. I loved westerns. I loved uh, I love genre films. Like I love classic art cinema as well. Like I was particularly into someone who we both like, Abel Ferrara, and I wanted to tell stories in that format. I mean. I, I didn't want to necessarily do experimental stuff and like the way that our tastes just aligned, whether it was with like driving around, listening to like Merle Haggard and Dipset to like watching Abel Ferrara movies or John Milius or any number of filmmakers that were kind of honestly not, uh, regarded there with any like nobody took that stuff seriously nobody was interested in that people wanted to posture about Antonioni who I love I don't know like everybody was everything was like this over intellectualized experience which is fine but I I don't know like like I, I love boxing and like I just wanted to kind of push people's buttons be as transgressive as possible within that environment. And that's kind of, that's all that, that really mattered to me. So it became kind of destructive at a certain point, but like, I, yeah, yeah. I guess what I'm trying to get around to is just that we really connected through certain likes of things, but also this desire to kind of like disrupt whatever, whatever the hierarchy of that art school was we wanted to get outside of that and our our experiences outside of that school were so were largely different or felt different from a lot of the people who were there and all of that stuff seems so much for like more real than what we were experiencing well, at school if we and yeah if we just look at like all these institutions they're just failing on a massive scale i mean you know, they're charging fucking $50,000 a year for Zoom classes. And it's like, no one's, I don't know. It's like one of these things where like you get a taste for, and you just kind of like want to push people's buttons because you don't, you don't like the kind of like normative framework and you want to make some like ontological split between, you know, like the two sides of this, like wholly divided world that exists. And it, you know, it's like, 
everything has gotten so fucking boring. I kind of just like also because we're doing like a little relaunch thing here is like I just kind of want to talk about like why I even started this whole thing. It's like fucking kill myself if I didn't, you know, like I was so depressed. I was like really heartbroken. I had felt completely disconnected and alienated from like all forms of cultural production because I thought that they were, you know, I I didn't like the intentions that went along with it. And then through this process, I joined the church. I like became Christian and it's gotten to be this really strange place where it's like you find yourself like engaging in all these like ineffable things that cannot necessarily be explained that don't have like some sort of logical purpose or some like immediate there's no teleology to anything that i do or like any way that i think or any of the process in which i go about anything because i just literally am following the energy and the guidance of some transcendental other that maybe some bullshit fabrication that i've built within my own mind you know reflected through idolatry you know like i look at like you know like people that I really respect, like Pasolini or like Christ or Marcus Garvey or whatever. And it's like, I just think to myself, like, well, I don't know what God is, even though I believe in God, but like, these are things, these are, these are actual, these are narrative and these are models that I can look forward to engaging with and basically like ask, what would you do in this situation? Because I'm lost. And when I found myself in this very lost place where I didn't know what I wanted and I still don't know what I want. You know, I think that's a big thing for me is like, and I had a buddy, I got a phone call with a buddy last night and he was like, you know what? You never think about what you want. Like you never, you, you think about other people, but it's like, you don't think about your own part of that is just like having it, having to had it be conditioned out of me because like I can either be driven by this very material desire for stuff or goals or you know I could project any number of like outcomes that I want to come true but like at the end of the day I'm not I'm not necessarily certain that's going to be the best thing for me because I've I've had a lot of really cool shit happen in my life like not by my own validity I got to play in my favorite band from like high school like I've got to do all these cool things and like I can't really take any credit for it you know like because it to me it like doesn't cosmically nothing really makes sense like that doesn't make sense to me and all the fucking bad things that have happened to me like those don't really make sense to me either you know so like I yeah yeah sorry yeah no like I um like trying to kind of find a thread here. And um, I mean, you're speaking my language there. I I don't know. I it, It's strange how, because like from afar, while you were doing everything that you were doing, I always admired all of your work and thought that like everything you were doing was great. Like from all of the music that you were creating and I kind of had gone into this world of like kickboxing and MMA and that was like it and I kind of gave up any kind of notion on of like creating anything I had writing projects and opportunities to do a couple things and I always like pursued those but it took me forever to come back to that I have no idea like I guess, sorry, what got me started here was you just said, like, you didn't understand 
how, why, or how these good or bad things happen to you. And I have no idea what's brought me around to where I'm at today, aside from things like abstaining from drugs and alcohol and prayer. And that's very personal thing. But, you know, the beginning of this year, I had gone from, like, I was just, just struggling and everything. I had no idea that I would I would just pray every single day that I might have an opportunity to talk with someone like yourself or to do anything that had to, had to do with stuff I liked, um, that had to do with film or art. I had no idea if I was ever going back to that. I was working full-time as a landscaper and then I was working full-time as a baker. I was, I was doing both of those things and that kind of completely dictated my world and I was trying to take classes at the same time and just constantly busy, alienated from everyone because all of my old friends and all my old relationships had pretty much dissolved at that point, largely due to drugs and just randomly tragic bullshit that both of us have been privy to. And I like just started writing again and messing around on Twitter and we kind of like, we've always talked, but we found each other again, kind of through that. I remember being, feeling like so isolated and depressed. And like, I saw your name pop up on the TFW No GF credits and was like, what the fuck? Like, uh, you know, I was super excited that you're like taking part in, in this project and proud to know you and just excited that you're a part of that. And I had no idea that we'd be naturally coming around to possibly working together on something like this. You know, I, I, the, the only meaning that, um, I mean, I can't glean any meaning from it. I, I, all of this has like really come out of prayer and just not killing myself despite wanting to kill myself, um, for the past several years. Like I, decided that wasn't an option and I decided I wasn't going to drink and I decided I was going to pray every day. Yeah. And I've since then I've been able to come around to talking about like the books that I like and talking about the movies that I like and writing and telling stories. And all I ever wanted to do was tell stories or talk about art and like that that's it you know yeah, and yeah, yeah. like i just had an earnest love of those things that's that's it but i i resented the bloodlessness of uh art school and of the majority of the people that i knew who were creating things i like there's no sense of tragedy no sense of of anything in the majority of what's coming out today, no real desire to take part in that. Yeah. The only well, thing that excites me is the kind of stuff that you're doing. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what brought me around, like being introduced to perfume nationalist, um, seeing what they're doing. I, that made me realize like hearing my story told by Jack on that podcast and feeling like, Oh man, like actually there is a place for people like myself it's not just barrett who's yeah. down in los angeles and i don't get to talk to all the time but there are other people like me who have the same interests who are just as tired with this shit because i i can't 
I can't motivate myself to engage with, um, I don't know how to describe it, but um, the majority of the stuff that I know people yeah. were making. And I, I knew plenty of filmmakers and artists and stuff, but none of it, it was, it just, all I can say is that it's bloodless. It's just yeah, yeah. bloodless. It's, well, it's well would you say that, would you say that that has to do, because to me, I think a lot of it has to do with like, I just kind of equate it to uh, low grade like non-heretical variation of like, you know, 13th century Gnosticism that's kind of like permeated throughout the world. And it's like, and one of the things that's weird about sobriety is like, you know, getting sober, you can really take two different routes. You can, you can take that like bitch ass Gnosticism to its logical conclusion and like social climb your way up through like the program or whatever. And then, you know, achieve some like inner enlightenment or some like bullshit 70s new agey goal, which is, you know, basically just another form of like pathological narcissism. And I mean, yeah. I've been seeing like shit you wouldn't fucking believe lately. Or what you can do is you can sort of say like, you know, and this is the issue is like a God of your own understanding. It's like, and I, and, and to me, it was like, how do I find a higher power that is reflecting itself through history, through hermeneutics, like through all of these different ways, like what they want to call like Lindy or whatever. And so to me, it all, it just comes down to like, you know, by, you know, by reading passages of, of the Bible, these are things that I can really relate to that I can really create, you know, that create meaning for me that ha still have meaning to a lot of people. And that's basically the thing. It's like the reason why, you know, I felt so alone in my life and why, you know, I was such a weird kid was like, I just didn't feel like I had a community. I felt like I didn't feel like I was a part of anything ever. And it became, it became this sort of self-fulfilling prophecy where like, you know, you want to be, you want to be outside, you know, it's like you get into all this stuff. Like when I was a teenager, I got really into like Jan deck and I got really into like outsider art and like folk art and like Shay Zellweger and like all of this kind of like super outsider stuff, you know, like mm -hmm. that, that, that just really, really spoke to me because I wanted so badly an exit because I didn't feel like I could relate or grasp like the kind of like things that were like culturally relevant at that moment. Like they didn't, it wasn't that they didn't appeal to me. And you know what I think is really funny now, I think now culture is better than it's been in my entire life. It's like, you know, because of Trump, SoundCloud rap yeah. is amazing. And I don't think, and it couldn't have happened like under any other circumstance than the kind of like strange Derridian turn that like our like political landscape has kind of like created this ability, the avant-garde to like reshow itself. And like, that's Actually why it exists. Yeah. That, yeah, and I like think that's one of the coolest things about this moment and it's like one of the things that honestly, you know, gives me a lot of hope is that if we start seeing like this historical process and all this stuff as art in general, and like there's an aesthetic dimension to everything, like we can just go to those weird fucking places and we can be okay. And, you know, like, so yeah, what, what were you going to say? Sorry about that. When we arrived at school, there's this like herding process of we're all supposed to be like one another, like these like-minded artists coming together at school who, you know, and there's like this false notion of, of 
being outsiders and I but it's it's completely false and um it's so it's so safe and right now there's an opportunity to not be safe like there's an opportunity to not live in this completely neutered environment like Trump has absolutely kind of reinvigorated a lot of this and I don't know how to put it into words exactly, except for that there is now a real avant-garde um, emerging. Well, the whole um, thing about cancel culture, it's, and this is something that Jaunty Tiplity, who we had on the last episode, I think he gets really right about how the way in which, like, you know, moral pure moral sort like moral pearl clutching coincides with extinction horizon events. And it, and it coincides with these, you know, these extremely terse moments throughout history. You know, if you look at like, you know, this sort of like originations of like, you know, heretical witch trials or, and, you know, and and stuff like that, like it, a lot of it coincided after like, you know, massive bubonic plagues or like, Mm -hmm. So what we're seeing right now is like we're seeing with people not able to sort of read this post-narrative world. And so they're constructing, they're just reifying false narratives for themselves. Like, like I'm a Marxist fucking journalist, like you fucking working class person, you have to listen to me and my fucking movement. And it's like, well, if you understood anything about what you're saying, like all these kids would just be fucking gulagged. Like you go to a Marxist country and the fucking, they'd be like LGBTQ. Ha ha ha. Like off to the fucking work camp for you bitch you know what i mean like they wouldn't they wouldn't fuck with you know what i mean i just think it's so funny that people because i think one of the biggest problems too and this is something that i've come re that i've kind of been dealing with is like people because of the loss of narrative and because people don't have the attention spans to like take in like read full books or watch movies like i think the sort of the interest in intrinsic and inalienable human rights is a way of taking away from the loss of narrative structure or like glory or heroicism because we've all become so detached because, you know, like a drone, you know, head by some like woke CEO can go and like kill a bunch of people. We've become so detached from our own acts of war and violence that, in a way, like, and yeah. so in a way, it's like the only way we can possibly qualify an understanding of life that runs away, that hides so deeply from pain and so deeply from understanding. And so, and for, for caring, genuinely caring about one another is to create a concept of how do I make something a basic human right? And how do I take it within myself? And how, and how does that, how do I reflect that throughout, you know, my basic like my basic bitch worldview. And it, and it comes from a place of like people that they, you know, like one of the things I also said is like, and this is why like I use my real name. I'm not like a big Twitter person. I'm not even that edgy in a lot of ways. Like I don't have that many like edgy views, but people find them some, some especially. And it's like, one of the things that I notice is that for me, it's just fuck. For me, it's basically just this thing of, And I don't know if you can relate to just not, you know, like, I don't care what society thinks about my 
personal intentions because I don't really respect society and where it's at. Like, it's such a grossly, you know, it's a neoliberal bourgeois. It's like all the things that the left says about society, like in the classical sense, like it's like I just don't care about a society that's so cruel and so interested in agony and, and so like so dismissive of of standards of, of beauty, so materialistic. Like, I just don't care what yeah. that kind of world has to say about me. You know what I mean? No, like, no, I, 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 I dude, I, 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 I have no, no more fucks to give. And I completely gave up on any kind of idea of anonymity online and have come to kind of resent it a little bit. I mean, it's not to, speak against anyone else who chooses to be anonymous. I just personally don't really give a shit. Like I, it, 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 I would rather be transparent and I would rather stand up for things that I politically I'm a mess. Like, I don't know how to, I don't really know how to talk about politics. I don't, I don't know how to, but I'll tell you this, like I, I give a shit about things like, uh, gone with the wind being dragged off of streaming services yeah, like, yeah. and I care about um, losing physical uh, media and I care about um, stories that I would like to be seen not being allowed to be told anymore I yeah. care about the fact that movies live action movies are turning into like literal cartoons where you don't see people i mean like the least popular position to take when i arrived at school and what i was interested in i don't know if if i even had the language to articulate it then was stuff specifically like gone with the wind and articulating why that was important and why i wanted to tell stories like that talking about like you know actually like I was impacted by Chimino and I was impacted by like these big maximalist works that told stories and were ambitious. And um, I, I mean, I was equally interested in Cassavetes and Alan Clark and things that were um, that in, in realism, but I, 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 I wanted something from the medium I, I wanted to aspire to something there like I I like big beautiful things and uh like there I one thing that existed then and it's only gotten worse was people were back then more and more getting away from that and like yeah the popular shit there was like Charlie Kaufman and um, it's too easy to shit on Wes Anderson, but Wes yeah. Anderson was one of them. And so and it's like was, very twee. Yeah. Like the, yeah, the, it's the, like super the, the, twee and annoying, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, and, and like, and then when I did come back around to like writing stuff, all of a sudden having a screenplay written that I was getting a lot of, uh, looks and a lot of people liked it and were very encouraging to almost overnight people being like, well, you should uh, rethink how you write your female characters and having people straight up tell me like 
that this didn't pass the Bechtel test. And yeah. so they weren't interested in reading it. That's not even like a, an exaggeration. At the time, like, I didn't give a shit. I was just like trying to tell my story or tell a story at the time. I didn't know that it was that fucking, uh, that upsetting to people. Um, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, and I just don't give a shit, like, about any of, uh, about, appearing a certain way or or having to like maintain appearances anymore because i don't know man like i like my life looked like going to work um in a production kitchen where nobody wanted to talk about the fact that one of the brazier ovens uh kept exploding when people tried to do pressure cooking and like (laughs) And, you know, all half my friends had died and like, yeah, and yeah. we're just strung out. And like, why, why do I care anymore about like what people will think about me on Twitter, about what I like about, you know, well, I, I don't know. Well, like, I think I just, it's, I just, it's yeah. also like, there's a, there's like a positive feedback loop that you can engage with at least culturally and how to reflect that and then there's the kind of negative side and you can say that like macro time spiral fuck bullshit that like everything that everything has become sort of like positively reinforcing itself through capital or whatever but you know like i just personally like i just don't believe that necessarily to be true and for one of the things that like i think a lot about too is like the whole reason why I like the things I like or my beliefs or the way they are is, be, you know, like I'm primarily just interested in like being yeah. enchanted in like like some sort of like modern mystical experience that people they want to shit on and say is like, you know, any any kind of experience that's trans material that's even rooted in nature is like seen as somehow like some like, you know, allegory of like some like problematic you know historical position if it's not purely pessimistic and promethean and like post suppressing yeah something. yeah and like post subjectivity then yeah. you're like completely like off the canon and you can just be axed if you want to make art and at the end of the day it's like look like the people i know who i really respect they're doing a they're doing a good job and like they're like people actually give a shit and like i'm not where i want to be yet like i'm you know i yeah. i'm probably not very good at what i do you know but like <laughs> I, or like i don't even know what i'm doing all i know is like i was in a place of like literally like coming out of like the worst relationship of my entire life yeah and i was i just basically was like i Everything that I liked had been, you know, like had been rearranged in my life for me. Like I had no yeah. identity left. And not to say that yeah. like anybody has an identity to begin with. I mean, identity is a very, you know, complicated, touchy thing. Like there's it's very difficult to to say like I have some sort of like essential essential being that's, you yeah. know, outside of like how I'm socialized or whatever. But one thing yeah. I noticed is like, this fucking chick just came into my life and it was like afterwards it was like a fucking whirlwind of wreckage and like being like who am i like why do people like all of this like just gross materialistic like neolib progressive bullshit so much like why is that more important why do and that's basically why this whole year it's like i got involved in like fucking movie stuff and i got involved in all these things and like trying to 
you know, putting on events for like Mencius Moldbug and shit, even though like I mm-hmm. don't agree with the guy on that much stuff. Like he is a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was definitely fun taking acid with him and Justin mm-hmm. Murphy. But uh, it, it's one of those things where, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, how do I... Because hope can be really dangerous, too. It's just like, how do you just be? Like, how do you just, yeah. like, do the things that you do? And it's just, you just fucking do them. It's just imminence, you know? You just, you just, you, you, you splash, you just put your foot in the water and like ripples follow out and you just follow whatever that thing is. And like, you know, you just get rid of your desires for anything. Like, like I don't have any like interest in being some like neoliberal striver who like cares about respectability. It's like, I'm a fucking like, I'm trash, you know, like, (laughs) you know, like I'm a fucking trash person who likes to like, like who like, gets blackout drunk and does too much ketamine and falls asleep under like gargoyles on the street. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not like, I'm not a fucking respectable, like, you know, like I don't care about like experts. Like what, like what? Like, (laughs) Dude, like, like, like I, I I just remember it was just like, we were like, fuck this shit. You introduced me to shit like the 13th floor elevators, right? Just um, I, I just like shit made by mentally ill people. Yeah, like, yeah. And, I got to show you this cholo rapper who's schizophrenic, who hit the pookie too much, Pink Fridays. Yeah. His shit's fucking so weird. He, he makes all these biblical references. Actually, for the interlude, I'm going to pop some of that in there, one of his tracks, because it's like... Pink Fridays. Yeah, it's he spells it weird. I'll I'll, I'll show it to you later. It's it's okay, fucking right. it's fire though. All I ever needed in this heaven life, a pox life, is me and my gods, goddesses, me and my girlfriends again. My two pornos and three pornos. My Gianna Marys, Trippy Marias, my white blondes, Queen Marys, my Mary Kate's, my Hail Mary. Case, my seven letter off white Marys, my 13 letter Marys, my Salma Rosemary Marys, my Rosas de Guadalupe, my Mary Maria Zizi, my KK Cry Eyes, my ASAP 5013, Seven Rings Ariana's. My two porno and three pornos. Yeah, no, but like, like we were just fucking. I just remember doing shit like, I don't know, man. Like you and I were 